I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast for stage two of the Tour de France Femme Avec Zwift from Clermont-Ferrand. It's had every single race in the world for last week <laughs> to Moriac, but it actually was a good parkour again. Uh, it is medium mountain, but I would say quite a hard stage. 151 Ks, 4 Ks, 7% out the gate. Saw riders warming up uh, before the stage intensely for that opening climb. Then medium mountain all day. The second third of the stage, though, there's basically, I would say, 7 Ks, 6 Ks of climbing over 6% average gradient just about. And then a plateau. And then there's two climbs, one of which is a bony sprint, 852. For another plateau, fast ascent, and then a kick up 3.4Ks, 6% climb. But then there's a little like descent in there and then a, a punch to the finish. It really is quite an attritional stage, I think, with the length and the, the amount of climbing. I, I thought I thought there could be some... Maybe I was trying to wish it into existence yesterday, Benji. <laughs> maybe I was being too wishful. I think uh, we were very wishful for tactics because we're also looking at those two riders, Volring versus Van Vleuten. And last year, we would have wanted Volring and SD Works to be more proactive to try and actually win the race before they arrived at the mountains. This year, we don't know how good they are versus each other on the Tourmalet at the end of the week. So we're still with the same mindset in mind for SD Works. They should try and kind of beat Van Vleuten before they even get to the Tourmalet, just in case Van Vleuten is just dominant on the climbs. Volring might just win that mountain stage. Who knows? But with that in our head, we're thinking, okay, maybe Royster, maybe Kopecki will try to to do something early again, to put pressure on Voring by having someone a bit further ahead in GC. Not a ride that can win the Tour de France Femme, but one that can pretend they can win the Tour de France Femme, basically. Anyway, this stage started, and it didn't start with Mireya Benito, the rider that crashed out yesterday. A bit of an update. She had a concussion. I don't recall any fractures in the, in the article I read, so concussion is also serious, but it's not as serious as it looked in the race itself. Uh, so. Uh, that's a good thing. A breakaway occurred early on in the race. No coverage yet, but two riders ahead, Georgia Williams and Hannah Ludwig. Nobody used that initial bump at the start of the stage. And that was the breakaway we had for the majority of the race, to be honest. And the coverage really started kicking in halfway the stage. And we're now already nearing the climbs, the, the Côte de Plaine and the Côte de Bassières, which are the climbs where we were like, okay, some riders can benefit from this moment. Some riders can get away. and Let's just say that it wasn't the riders we expected to try and do something because Julie van der Velde, for example, tried to attack. And that was an interesting move, but it was also clearly a setup for someone else because we saw just behind her in the group, Yara Kastelein kind of moving up and so forth. And at this very moment, we had a crash at the back of the peloton with one of the main two contenders, Patrick, Annemiek van Vleuten. I couldn't believe it. SD Works complained so much about Pissgate, Pgate, <laughs> when Movistar attacked in the crosswinds, right? When they were yeah. going for a, they went for a 20 minute stop before a crosswind section and then AVV crashes and you don't send it on the climb. <laughs> Come on. 
I would be in the car, I'd be like, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> On the front, Marlon. Light it up. She ain't coming back. Um, <laughs> but I was about to say all jokes aside, I'm not joking. <laughs> so, well, no, that's the, if you're going to be, if you're going to complain to me, be petty about it, then do something about it. Um, but they didn't. And I think that was not because I think SD Works were very defensive today. Very yep. defensive. They didn't put a rider up front on that climb. They had Majerus and Vibas dropped. They were sort of down to, was it just Bredevold was the only non-special jersey person yeah. there. So Kopecky was in a protected role. Royce was kind of, Royce was trying to keep it all together. And I thought, I thought AVV looked suspect, to be honest, because whenever a move went, so Royce would close it. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe Vollering would tag onto, let's say, Longa Borghini following it. Yeah, AVV wouldn't wasn't directly always on Volring's wheel. In fact, she rarely was when the moves were actually happening. She was having to come back later, and uh, like last year, I don't think these are her stages. She's she won on her twenty to minute plus threshold yep. last year, and uh, that's why I was very surprised. SD Works seemed so happy to just let the stage play out in front of them today. I agree. I would argue that when it comes to Von Vleuten, I would still expect her to be able to follow a group of. 1520 in this race. Yeah. So it's really with anticipating attacks with a Kopecky, with a Royster, that you can really put a dent in there and have Movistar feel like they have to chase for the rest of the stage. That's what you want to create a situation like that. Ideally, with a situation where the rider ahead can win the stage. Just in case they're with multiple riders, you never know. Royster might not be able to sprint against a certain faster rider, but if you got a Kopecky ahead, that might work. But she's in the yellow jersey, so can you put her ahead? All these questions. We'll never know the answer because it didn't happen. But other riders involved in that Von Vleuten crash, Longoborghini got basically pushed into the into di the ditch for a bit. It was Steels that kind of made a maneuver because she probably hit a wheel somewhere and that caused the crash, but you can't blame a rider for that necessarily. Uh, Lippert was also involved. She didn't crash too hard though. I think she crashed on someone, which is always... Her, her bike with AVV got tangled. They couldn't untangle the yeah. bikes. I think she fell on someone, so that's kind of useful, huh? What if you had domestiques? to fall on in the race. This is like the major innovation in cycling. Oh, true, that's a good idea. I might, I might pitch that for Roglic in the Vuelta. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we had Van der Velde ahead still. She gets caught eventually, and we have an attack from Yara Kastelein, her teammate. With Anushka Koster, with Paladin, we got bridges by, by Romy Kasper, for example. And at this point is where an interesting group starts to create, because... Kostelein eventually goes solo, with the rest kind of off the back of that three-woman breakaway. People try to bridge, but it's an attack that Labu makes that makes for the most interesting GC situation. And I think you've got a take on this. Lots of riders respond. Reusser? Kopecky? I didn't see Van Vleuten responding, and a bit of a gap on the group behind, and who closed that? Well, yeah, she, Kopecky and Reusser ahead, and um, Volering closes it. I'm like, why? Like, the only... Because I really see this race. I know I don't like comparing women's to men's all the time, but yeah. I really see it like two super dominant GC riders with a yeah. big gap to everybody else. And their fight, their fight is with each other. And to me, if Volring has two teammates ahead and AVV is behind her, not her job to close anything down. Yeah. I don't care if ELB's ahead. I don't care. Like, you're going to cook her later, and also your teammates can sit on her later. And that's yep. why SD Works sort of went today with, all right, we'll, we'll let Koshta and 
Castellan and Van Ark go up the road because really Castellan was going for QOM points. She did go into the polka dot jersey. I liked her sprints at each of the QOM points, but yep. they also, in doing so, being passive, they let the bony sprint evaporate, in which for sure I think Volering would have taken an eight-second delta, at least a yep. five-second delta, because Niviodoma and EOB's punch is looking good. And so the eight seconds just gone. Don't worry about them. And I was like, oh. and then I'm like, is Royster and Kopecky like, they're good? I grant you, but it's a hard finish. 3K, 6%, eight, uh, what is it? So yeah, 3K, 6%, 3.5K, 6%. And the finish is uphill. I know there's yep. a little bit short recovery period. There's no guarantee after the most elevation gain in the race that Kopecky wins the stage. There's no guarantee. And so I, that's why I said use them in a longer scenario on the plateau where... Okay, Movistar, you're going to put Liana Lippert on the front to chase Royster for, for 30 minutes or whoever. And are they going to be able to do it or chase Kopecky? And so, but they went the other way today, which I'll, I'll get to at the end. But yeah, I, th I think that was all Benji there. Their pre-stage bus strategy was we're going to keep it together for yep. a sprint at the end. Exactly. I think so as well. And that seemed to be the case, but we still had riders ahead, you know. We still had cost lane ahead. Anushka Koster and Eva van Acht were also still ahead. I think Eva van Acht in... Um, so basically, we get to the point, last 18k, it starts to rain. Massive rain. Torrential Important rain. factor. It's, it's crazy. The roads are super wet, super slippery, and we have some riders trying to bridge to the breakaway because they're like, okay, let's try and get some, uh, something out of the stage. Grace Brown tried but failed. Skalniak Soika, same scenario. And we come into this... Corner with like a roundabout with 10k to go, the rain's still happening, it's still super wet, and Costalane nearly crashes. She goes straight and she tries to go to the right, and her, her back wheel slips, and she with her CX powers, her magic, she keeps herself upright. And that was the first sign to me that, oh shit, this next ascent is gonna be fucking brutal, and I hope no one crashes. And the Peloton goes through that same bloody roundabout, and we got our first crash of the of the Quite a bit that follow. Loretta Hansen hits the floor. She seemed okay, just a bit shocked. She went on the bike, put her thumbs in the air to the medical person. Then we see a replay of a crash in the peloton. Confalonieri, I'm pretty sure. She crashed on the, on the side of the road into a wall. I hope she's okay. Haven't read an update yet. So that's one thing. Next shot we see is the barrier by the side of the road with a young rider, Eva van Acht, from the breakaway lying under the barrier. I hope she's okay again. Haven't had an update from Yumbo yet on social media. So this was a crash fest. And not only a crash fest, there are riders in this peloton that can't descend as fast as other riders, definitely in this weather. And this peloton is so spread out, leading to the bottom of the climb where you've got two leaders, Yara Kastelein with Anushka Koster, with like five seconds on the rest of the group in like one line. And that's when an attack comes at the bottom of the climb, right? Well, on that descent, as you said, there's diff like Mavi Garcia was struggling. When the yep. rain started, we saw Cavalli going to the back and also she went to get a gilet. And so the two, is, is Germany in Central Europe? Is that, is Poland in Central Europe or Western Europe? I don't, Poland is on the right of Germany. I don't know if that's considered Central Europe. I consider Belgium the center of Europe myself, but... Um, Germany's <laughs> in Central Europe. Germany's in Central okay. Europe. Okay, so the Central Europeans, wet conditions, descending, bang. They're 
Naviodoma and Lippert were slowed by the motorbike. I don't know where all these motors came from. Jesus all of a sudden, Christ. there's literally eight motorbikes in the middle of the peloton. All scattered. Whether they didn't think that they could descend at 70 kph or what, I don't know. Whether they were trying to move up, I don't know. But all of a sudden, there's motors everywhere, man. It's a joke. And it slowed Lippert down too. A lot. She was, and so she enters that climb with Divya Doma in great position. I can't see ABV Volering. She's not in great position. I don't think Royce is the best technical descender uh, from mm -hmm. Lier. I don't think she is the best. Um, we saw that in one of the later corners. And Divya Doma just hits it. I'm like, yes, it's on. <laughs> this was great because SD Works are on the back foot. We've got three non-SD Works going up the road. We've got Movistar using Lippert offensively. And who else? Did Longa Borghini immediately go or she bridged with them? I think, I think she bridged she, uh, to them. I think she bridged to them. Yes, indeed. And when it comes to the responses of SD Works, Volring was chasing herself behind, right? We had Kopecki a bit further, Royster a bit further, but it was Volring that was trying to close down these moves of Nivia Doma and so forth. And while all this is happening, Mavi Garcia once again confirmed that she was dropped in the descent. Baron Fine steals all in that group, so not exactly the position where you want to be. And we've kind of got this, uh, this event at the front of the race where when Nivia Doma's attack stops, kind of becomes a group again, right? People come back and Royster is like, let me try and control this group. And we see one more attack from Labu with 2.9-ish uh, kilometers to go or something. And Royster controls that. And we see another move, Kerbowal, who tries it in with another move with 2.4k to go. Royster closes that down. And at that point, it's clear that they're trying to keep it together. They're not going to really get anything else out of there but i was thinking what if royster attacks now and 10 seconds later we see a move on the left side of the of the peloton with royster going and did you believe i thought she was gone i thought there was great timing and she might have been were it not for elb who snaps yeah. onto her and, and and shuts her down because it really was great timing but um yeah nuvia doma and, and elb maybe they cost themselves a little bit for the finish and that was the plan mm -hmm. of royce's attack that if she doesn't get away she at least saps the legs of the other strong yep. punchers and you know that that's kind of is true with what happened but it was very clear that they weren't going for volering today in any sense because she was eating a lot of wind and there was even a situation where she goes to the right of the peloton ups the pace a little bit just to keep the tempo avv's boxed in like yep. and she's not on the wheel and, and Volering stretching it out. I'm like, damn, like, you guys are really going for the stage win, not for Demi today. It really surprised me with 18 bonus, 18 bonus seconds available. Um, and yeah, that's Royster gets brought back. Volering goes to the front for the, there's just a short little descent and she starts doing the lead out. Her lead out's so strong, she basically splits the group almost. ADD's not in the first split, it's Lippert, and it's tough to see in the wet because they both have the white jersey with three bands, but. It was Lippert in the first split. Volering does the lead out. Before she's even finished, Lippert launches from behind the group and she looks like she's going a, a quick rate of knots, but then Kopecky hasn't launched yet. She, in theory, has the better sprint, but she doesn't. She moves over to the left a little bit, leaves enough of a space open, and Liana Lippert takes the biggest win of her career and her first World Tour win since... She won at Cadellivan's Great Ocean Road Race three and a half years ago for one of the strongest riders in the peloton. Hasn't won a World Tour race since she won that race uh, back when she was 22, I think, in Cadell Evans. I know it's a great race. And also, she was my first ever, I think, pro rider interview after that oh. race. or bef No, before that race even, maybe. I think I did it after TDU when she, and before <laughs> Cadell Evans. But no other riders figured out that if you come on the pod, you... Um, 
You gain what's. You win the next race. Well, Camden did, but um, anyway. <laughs> and crazy, but happy for her. Fantastic win for her. Fantastic win for Movistar. This is yeah. how they. This is really how they should use her. They used her perfectly. It having her represented in front in those groups meant ADV could slide back and come back on her own pace, and, and then just a fantastic sprint. It also takes away potential bonus seconds if Volring would have sprinted instead of Kobeki. Yeah. And when it comes to Lippert, like I love how we spend like five minutes on the preview, the TDFF preview, saying that it's very unlikely that Lippert wins the stage, and then I still called her for the stage. So a bit of a I'm giving myself a medal right now. It's a great right stage, great finish for her. Yeah, exactly. And it's also nice that she's able to pull it off without someone being ahead of her, because if she was second again, I would have felt bad about it. Now, Kopecky sprinting. She uh, said afterwards, they uploaded a video of her squeezing her tire that she sprinted on a flat. Now, if she knew she had a flat before she sprinted, then Volring should have sprinted. If she didn't know she had a flat, then it's understandable. But what is your take on whether Kopecky or Volring should have sprinted? I mean... Just being consistent with last year where I did go a little bit crazy sometimes on the pod during the men's TDF week one. It's like, Kopecky got her win yesterday. Yeah. She got it. Lovely stuff. Vibes are great. Went into yellow. Very happy for you. Lovely stuff. But we're here to win the fucking Tour de France. We're here to win the Tour de France GC. Okay? And SD Works haven't done it. And AVV is the best GC rider ever, maybe. And, or at the moment. And you haven't beaten her. You haven't. I know you look good on Covadonga, but she beat you in the Vuelta too. And at the end of the day, she finished on red. And it, with you really have to go for Kopecky in two days in a row on the stage where it's 50-50 to me, flat tire or not, whether that's Cope or not. 50-50? Volring still won the Ardennes triple. Like yep. she's a, she split the group with her lead out. And is 18 seconds is not nothing. And she could have taken the full delta too. Yeah. And she, I think she could have taken time today, actually. I really think she could have taken time. Not, not, a, not minutes, but I think she could have taken time. And I thought AVV looked a bit suspect. But you don't strike. You don't try her. You, you ride for the Kopecky stage win. It reminded me a little bit of Van Aert, Longwee, Lausanne last year. And um, I don't agree with it. It might not matter. She, if she smokes her on the Tomle, it's irrelevant. But you don't know that will happen at this yep. point. I think it might, but I don't know that. And so respecting AVV for who she is, I would take every stage to use the team. And that's why I liked Royce Kopecky early moves to put Milestar under pressure and then Volering's in a seat for the final. Exactly. And even if you go for Kopecky, you're also fucking over Volering's potentially getting bonus seconds in third position or something. Which she would have that for doesn't sure. Yeah, exactly. So... You've taken away Volring's bonus seconds today. That's 100% the case. If you take the strategy and whether it will bite them in the ass or not, we don't know yet, but there's always that possibility. So it's a risk they take. They failed to win the stage and they might regret that now. But if they might have won the stage, they might have said, okay, we're happy about it. Even it all depends won, on... I don't care. You yep. already won with Lotta and you took yellow. And she would stay in yellow anyway today in the group. If, she, if Lotta does a lead out today, she still keeps yep. yellow because of the time gap yesterday. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I, I actually pretty much agree with your take. So they no, also didn't really... The yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> they also didn't really go and attack with Royster beforehand or anything like far out because I expected that to be some kind of strategy to try and put pressure on the other team. So they're really putting everything on the line for stage right now without trying to get an advantage truly in GC for the Tourmalet. And 
if they end up losing on the Tourmaline, then they could have done things differently. Or the TT or some other random stage, like, you know, yeah. who knows what, what could happen. And, you know, I'm being very harsh. I accept that. But SD Works did what they wanted with the Peloton yesterday. And yeah. they are the strongest team by far, uh, generally speaking. So that's why the standard is very high. And, um, you know, Volering is here to win the race. But anyway, very, very happy for Lippert. Uh, whether she can climb well enough to be a real GC threat, I'm also not convinced. Lippert, we've really not seen it at all this season. But maybe Movistar, they, they can definitely use her like they did today to be represented in groups ahead. Exactly. I truly believe that as well. I also think that the Rodez stage, for example, will be really interesting when it comes to the dynamic between Convleuten and, uh, and Lepper, where that might create some kind of issue somewhere. But I think when it comes down to it, they will know that Convleuten is a leader and Lippert will probably work, especially after winning a stage. Now, we have an update from Eva Wannacht. Eva is conscious and brought to the hospital. She was apparently unconscious for a bit, so let's hope that's okay. Uh, she will undergo further examinations after a crash during stage two, according to Jumbo Visma women. So that's unfortunately uh, and understandably a DNF, but hopefully she, um, Could have been, she quickly yeah. recovers. Yeah, that, that was a scary looking crash, I'll be honest. It was really yeah. bad looking the way she crashed. So hopefully she's okay. Um, but yeah, the stage results, I should read them out. Lippet wins ahead of Kopecky. Persico in third. Much better performance than yesterday. Should be happy with that. Mulman fourth. Mulman was quite strong again today. Christina Schweinberg has been consistent all year. The Austrian on Phoenix de Koenig fifth. Ludwig sixth. Vollering seventh. Noviodoma eighth. Van Vleuten ninth. And that's what I mean. Vollering did a, a 700 meter lead out and still finished ahead of AVV. <laughs> she still finished ahead of her. And AVV was going full to the line. She's on uh, fire at the moment. Yeah. Dronova Balobelina. Uh, another top 10 in a row for Israel. That, they'll be happy with that. ELB, same time. Who lost time? Music, uh on four seconds. Labu, although she was more active today. Uh, Manialdi, uh, Marcus, Ewers, Garcia all lost eight seconds. And uh, lost more. See, that's the question. Can't see anybody else. Did you say Cavalli already? I don't know. She's already, she's already 330 gone. 330 down. She's gone. Mavi Garcia is, I can't find it, 20 on eight seconds. So she did get back which is probably actually strong performance after that descent yeah she would have been behind a lot uh gc Kopecky's lead is shaved a bit by lippert winning the stage to 49 seconds mulman's in third uh on 59 seconds volering all on that same time with van vleuten Navidome all in the same time so the big guns are all pretty much in the same time volering mulman elb van vleuten Navidome. Bauerfeind has lost, oh, not too much time. I'm happy with that. I think she'll come back on the big climbs. Um, <laughs> I was worried she'd lose three minutes. But, yeah, but uh, at that point, she might end up being a full domestique role, which with the way Nivia Doma is riding, is understandable. Nah, free Bauerfeind. <laughs> anyway, uh, QOM, catch line goes into that jersey. That's nice because she fought for it. There was a decent break fight today. Uh, it was good there was a break today with Ludwig and Williams. Uh, teams, SD Works, and points. Kopecky has that still, uh, but Mulman will be wearing it again tomorrow on her behalf. So tomorrow's stage, again, 148k is quite long from Cologne la rouge to Montignac-Lascaux. It is up and it is very hilly, like really not much flat at all here, and not all the climbs are categorized, Cat 3 and 2 Cat 4s, which are, you know, 5k's 4%, 2.6k's 4.5%, then one climb in the middle that's like three, no, four kilometers at, at 5%, 4.5%, that's two cat fours. And, and then 
an intermediate sprint and then a flat finish of 12Ks. Of course. Of course, you can go for Vibas. You can go for Vibas tomorrow. You can, and she will probably win. Um, and or Kopecky if you make it hard. But. <laughs> but. <laughs> I think Kopecky should go on the attack on the last Cat 4. Or Royster, what do you think? Either or, don't mind which. Both yeah. if they want to. <laughs> <laughs> Both together. Yeah. Good <laughs> yeah. luck bringing it back. <laughs> good, good luck getting a gap if both of those attack. <laughs> Everybody's going to be on it at that point. Yeah, but, what um, is it, 50, 55 Ks from the finish? I've lost all belief, my friend. I've they lost won't all do it. belief. They, no, no, they're going to go for Vibas. Vibas will win the stage in a sprint. Yeah. Uh, Lorena Vibas wins the stage for me as well. And yes, I think there's a possibility that these climbs are more influential than we think. As in, that the group hard. thins out and that we've got a smaller group. But Vibas has been climbing pretty well, so... Well, today she dropped early, you know? I mean, it's Maybe on purpose. Don't you reckon, don't you reckon, you should, like, if there's a final climb that's 2k 5% after an easy stage, she'll do it. But then, we're now three days in, and it looks pretty attritional. I'm, I'm changing my mind. Oh. I'm changing my mind, yeah. Oh. I think she gets dropped, because she, I will, <laughs> yeah, I've, I, I'm just changing. Who was fast today that kind of made it, apart from Kapeki? Nah. Lippert. I think <laughs> Lippert, but it's a flat sprint this time. And, you know, um, I've lost my mouse, so I can't even see you, Benji. I'll just have to speak to you blind. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it's all shut off, but uh, Kapeki wins. Or Royce. Kapeki, though, in a sprint. Let out by Volring, she loses more bonus seconds. <laughs> what do you reckon? I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it, but I'll go for Wibbers instead because. Uh... Gotta got have some differences between the two, right? And I think... Can Cool make it? I don't believe Cool can make it. I think it's on the limit of Wibbers as well already. But I hope they both make it, because I'd like to have seen them both sprinting if one of them sprints. Because I want both of them sprinting or none of them sprinting. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. Vibas v- beating Persico in a flat sprint? I couldn't care less. <laughs> yeah, fucking boring. <laughs> but I want to see the two big guns. I mean, Voss today, look, Voss not making it. She dropped... She was on... She dropped before Vibas. She was on six minutes early on. No clue. Didn't see it. Voss doesn't look 100%. Um, like yesterday, I would have expected her to make a, make a better group than Vibas, and she didn't really. So she doesn't, yeah. Um, anyway, hopefully it's an exciting. Maybe it's a stage where Trek, where ELB, this is another sort of stage where ELB and Nivea Doma, you know, they're looking active. And maybe ELB <laughs> on the flat, she's hard to bring back. Or, so I'd love to see that. But anyway. Hopefully uh, Vanacht is okay. Uh, we'll hear more about that, I hope, this evening. And uh, we'll be set for another hilly stage where I think it could kick off again tomorrow. I hope you enjoyed the recap of Stage 2 of the Tour de France Femme Vegas Swift as always. And we'll see you with Stage 3 tomorrow. Till then, ciao. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 